Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, this member is looking to leverage their primary residence in order to enter the real estate investing market. When looking for financing, we explore why you should approach it as building a portfolio and not just one property. Have a listen. So what I wanted to start off with is get um, an understanding of where you are right now in your, in your real estate investing and, um, and then any questions that you have. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, like I said, when the, when the invite came through, I think it's uh, pleasantly surprised, honestly, of uh, of the outreach. And and also, I'm kind of I'm in the CRM world, um, you know, in digital marketing. So I just wanted to comment that uh, that your your deployments and and your follow up and things like that are definitely top notch. So good job on that. Oh, cool. Um, my my background, I guess, in, in real estate is, uh, I guess, the story of, of where I'm at. So um, my wife and I, we live uh, just north of Boxbridge in a, in a small kind of hamlet called Sanford. Um, we, we own our house uh, free and clear. Um, so obviously, that's a big plus. And I guess over the last kind of year or two, um, just looking to, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm on the younger scale. So I'm 33 years old. My wife's 32. Um, we have decent income. Um, and like I said, we, we own our house free and clear. So I thought... Um, I guess over the last year or two, I've been looking to leverage that. Obviously, I think it, it presents a good opportunity um, into the real estate realm and, and to use the house as leverage to, to obviously bigger and better things. So that's kind of where we're at um, probably over the last two to three months, I guess, uh, you know, heavily, you know, I've, I've kind of delved into little things here and there and do, done some reading. I've, I've um, you know, I'm almost finished your book, obviously, that I got from signing up and, and I've read some other books, but I guess from a financial standpoint, um, I've obviously gotten to the process where um, I've, I've looked at a HELOC. So I've been approved for a HELOC and, and the funds have been there. Um, I think up to, I think 360,000 on, on this current house. Um, and then we've been approved for a mortgage um, of up to 700,000. So that's kind of where we sit financially um, in the whole scheme of things. And then, um, I guess from, from a plan standpoint, I mean, what, what, what I'm kind of looking to do anyways, is, is to kind of get into the investment property realm and just doing some research. Obviously it's, you know, I think you're, you're in the Durham region too, right? So it's, yep. it's difficult, obviously, I think just given the, the volatility of the markets and everything, I think. So, um, just from from the research that I've been doing, I've, I've, I've kind of settled on the Peterborough area um, and just looking at that. Um, and and then just, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of at that point where I've got a bit of knowledge, but I probably could still need a bit more and then just um, kind of a direction. So I think that the, the plan is to, to kind of get in and, and do the, the long-term strategy and, and maybe, you know, at least get one property and then see, you know, I'm not going to, I'd like to think I have bigger goals, but I, I also want to see if, you know, you know, do I like being a landlord? Do I, you know, and then that's something that you need to, to kind of deal with. So before I go, you know, and, and look to do, um, you know, multiple properties and all that kind of stuff, I, I just like to see if, if maybe it's, if it's for me, if I enjoy it, if it's, if it makes sense, right. Those types of things. 
Yeah, and there's lots of ways to do it too. So don't feel like even if you start to do it and you don't like the way it's going, that that's the way you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like some people like to invest passively in other people's projects and get yeah. like they, they don't get the same returns that they would have got, but they get like usually returns between 20 and 30% or more. And annually, that's better than you're going to do on yeah. an investment anyway. So yeah. You, you got to decide for yourself what that like what that's going to look like. But um, what I would suggest you do uh, first of all, who did you get approved the seven hundred k from? Which uh, lender? Uh, so that was just a pre approval uh, with a broker. For, oh, okay, a broker. Sorry. Yes. So, so the HELOC the HELOC was approved through through Scotiabank. All right. So a couple of different things that I'm going to, first of all, I, I am, I've got no connections with anybody and I, I probably offend everybody. So don't like, so don't feel like uh, I'm going to be easy on like a mortgage broker or whoever. I just want like the best for the people that I I talk to. Um, What I would suggest you do, if you have a relationship with Scotiabank, there is a mobile mortgage specialist that focuses on investment property that works with Scotiabank and I'll, I'll connect you with her. Okay. Hey, I'll send you, I'll remember to, um, I'm making a note here to send uh, her contact information. She'll be able to help you and structure it from a way that you may be actually by using the, um, the HELOC that you already have, you may be able to get up to five properties based on your income and what you're doing rather than just one. And what, it, it, it's okay to just get one and yep. stop, but the, the thing you want to think about is how can I plan out more if I wanted to have more and not get stuck? Because what often will happen is if um, a mortgage broker or even a, like a lender from a bank doesn't take the perspective of a portfolio, they're only mm-hmm. looking at your next deal. And that's not how you want to do financing. How you want to do financing is you want to look at how can I get to wherever my goal is? Today, your goal is one property. Tomorrow, your goal could be five properties, but you don't want to be put in a product that gets you stuck so that you can't move forward for two years or three years. And how that happens is that like um, you get put into like a fixed mortgage product. So like a five-year fixed or uh, a three-year fixed, like, um, you know, and that can be problematic because it sounds great because you get a lower rate, but then Mm -hmm. you can't refinance. You can't change the way that your financing is structured so that it looks better so that you can, you know, purchase the second property or the third property. So while we may be thinking about the 700K that you have been approved for, what you should also be doing is talking to a couple of other people just to see what they have to say and what that looks like to you. I can right. I can point out a couple. What I would suggest, because you already have a broker, stick with the broker, but yeah. let, let me introduce you to a couple of people at different financial institutions like CIBC and Scotia um, that may be able to help you in a different way. Okay. okay? And um, that that should at least give you some uh, better options. Uh, the other thing is, is that like location wise, sounds like you're you're good with the location. You've done the due diligence. Like um, if you've gone through some of the um, in the the your first three properties in real estate, that course, yeah. that's a that's a good fundamentals to kind of help you decide on the location in the area. Also on how how to run the numbers and do a property analyzer. Yeah. It's all in there. So doing that, 
you should have been able to come up with a strategy. So what strategy are you thinking about using for your properties? So are you going to do like a single family home rental? Are you going to do a duplex? Or are you going to buy something? Are you going to fix it, refinance it and rent it like a bird strategy? Yeah. So that, that I mean, that's one of the questions that, that I actually wrote down to, to kind of ask you. So I think, I think in a long term, I think obviously I, I like right now my, my the strategy is, is long term so it's buy and hold um i am under the um idea that i would like to um either like buy a single family home and, and convert it into a, a duplex or just buy a, a turnkey duplex and and go that route um but i'm not torn on that i guess one of the the kind of the um you know that i'm looking to do is is what you know what should be realistic just just with the volatility in the market what should be realistic of you know a burr and, and being able to to you know refinance in in a year or two years time to get any type of money in, as opposed to the turnkey right right so you're the key that you want to ensure is that you're cash flow positive on your mm -hmm. Don't worry about what the market is going to do five years from now or next year or six months from now. It doesn't matter if you have okay. a long-term point of view. Yeah. Of what, when did you, when did you get your house? Uh, this house, it's, it's been a, a work in progress. So I guess it's, it, we've been in it for four and a half years now. Okay. When you bought it to what it's now, what is it? How much yeah. has it improved in value? Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. So don't, don't worry about, if you have a long-term point of view, don't worry about that. Don't worry about volatility. Don't worry about, you know, whether you like it was $50,000 more, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like six months from now, like, don't do that. It's not worth okay. it. Think about buying a property that cash flows that you can hold for a long period of time that that's going to be easy for you to manage as an asset or hire a property manager in the area to, to manage it for you. Right. What you want to do is make sure that the cash flow covers the cost of a property manager, maintenance, repairs, vacancy, all of that's considered. And that's what you look at your your property analyzer for. You yeah. can buy duplexes in Peterborough that cash flow positive as a turnkey. Um, it is possible to do. I don't know if you've connected with any realtors out there that have that. I can connect you if you want some members who are realtors in the area. Um, so I can do that. What I would suggest is you just run the numbers, make mm -hmm. sure that you're cash flow positive and that you're able to hold on to that asset for a longer period of time. If you can do that, that's what you're really want to focus on not whether you know the gyrations of the right. market or or this and that it's just not worth it like yeah if i every time i talk to people and i ask them what did you buy the house for yeah what is it worth now and you know <laughs> and, and you know like i was buying single family houses in oshawa like or in uh, whitby like um years ago 10 years ago for like 250k yeah Right. 12 years ago for 250k yeah. so um, like I'm, I'm not like if you have a longer term point of view you know you can um you can often ignore a lot of the gyrations of the market if, right. you're, if you're interested in looking at like how that looks go back into the vault i do a lot mm -hmm. of um updates on like in the monthly meetings around 
you know, what's happening in the market, like, you know, and then I'll do some historical analysis too. So I'll, I'll show people what it looked like over 10 years. I'll, I'll go, go through different things. So each of the meetings back to 2013 are all recorded and available. Right. There. Go back and, and take a look. If you, if you want to really knock your socks off, go back to 2013 and listen to a meeting and see what the numbers we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Right? It's, well, it's crazy even when you talk, you know, as little as, you know, four or five years ago, right? Two years ago, even. Right? Yeah. So just don't worry about that. Like focus on what you're like, like focus on your strategy, uh, get into the, the market is what you want to focus on. Um, you know, for, you have equity. It sounds like you have a lot of equity, which is great that you have access to. Utilize the equity the best possible way. Don't think about the next property. Think about how I can build a portfolio of, let's say, three properties or four properties. Right. Uh, even if you just go with one, that's fine. Right. Or even if you just go with one and wait for like a year, that's fine. But don't put yourself in a position where you're stuck because the, it's the lowest rate. And, you know, I'm, it's a five-year term and that's all they're willing to give you, right? Right. So okay. Build that out. Okay. Any other, any other questions that I can kind of get you on while you're, uh, while you got me here? I mean, it's, it's just one that I'm kind of stuck. So I, I guess the goal is to use the HELOC as, as the down payment. Um, and then it, what, what would be your advice? I mean, is it just building in the, the minimum payments into the, the monthly calculators? And then it, would I look to, you know, just pay back the, the principal, uh, you know, personally? Is that how you would do it? What, what you would look at is um, positioning yourself so that there's some, that's why I like to add value to things. Because mm -hmm. if I can buy something that I can add value to, yeah. whether right now I'm, I'm doing the same thing I used to do in one to four unit properties on apartment buildings. So I'm buying 30, 40 unit apartment buildings doing the same strategy. But it's just bigger and the numbers are one or two more zeros on them. Yeah. Right. So like, but the, the idea is the same. You're buying something that has some innate value. I'm mm -hmm. adding value either by turning over tenants, renovating units, fixing capital expenses. In your case, you're adding legal basement suites, yeah. adding you know, um, you know, two rents as opposed to only having one rent, uh, maximize improving the property, renovating it, getting higher rents, you know, all of those things. Once you do that, and in year two, year three, year five, whatever that looks like for you, you go back right. and refinance the property, you refinance the rental property, use yeah. the money that you, you get from the refinance to pay back your initial investment make sure that you can float the line of credit using the cash flow from the uh, rental property yeah. included in your number if you're not comfortable with anything as long as you're you're making like a hundred bucks you know from yeah. what your calculations yeah. are it's fine because yeah. that will change over time it's not like if you've concluded all the you know vacancy repairs maintenance all of those things property management in your numbers yeah. Um, you know, and the first one is a hundred bucks a month. Fine. Yeah. Right. Get into the market, get it done. Right. Okay. But it's like the first year, see how your numbers shake out, then refinance the property, use it to pay back your line of credit. You know, if you've got some, uh, value increase, great. At, at the very least you get mortgage pay down. When you put your no new mortgage on, mm -hmm. let's say you get a new mortgage. One of the things that people don't often tell you is you can get a new mortgage on your rental property with a HELOC. So that HELOC that you got, 
get yeah. a HELOC on the new property so that as you pay down the mortgage, you get access to the line of credit, capital, yeah. right? And so you can get more capital if required. Um, the thing is, what you're doing now is quite interesting. You're doing something called the Smith Maneuver, which is basically you're taking your principal residence that has non-deductible debt and mm -hmm. now making it deductible because any of the interest that you pay on your HELOC is deductible. Yeah. Um, when you have an interest on your principal residence in Canada, typically it's non-deductible debt. You can't deduct it against your yeah. income, right? But because what you're doing is you have a line of credit, you're using that line of credit to invest in something, yeah. that interest is deductible now. So it can actually lower your um, the, the taxes that you pay personally, uh, depending on how it's structured. Um, you mean you, you have to talk to an accountant around that, but it's, it, you know, you're, you've already done it, right? Yeah. So, so it's something to keep, keep in the back of my still keep, you know, work the numbers on the, the, the monthly basis with the cash flow, but something to, to keep the, yeah, maybe that's, you can take the tax deductible on my personal stuff and maybe apply that to the principle of, of the HELOC if, if I choose to do that too, right? Yeah, so take when you go into the vault, there's a quick results, go to the Smith Maneuver and watch the video yeah. on the Smith Maneuver, okay? That's a, a good one to go into. Also, using a pro property analyzer in the quick results area is another good one to go through, okay, in the vault. So take a look at that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is you're, you haven't purchased the property yet. So your, I, you know, your first three rental properties is a good place to kind of get an overview, how yeah. to hire a property manager. There's a short video on that, working with an agent, mortgage professional, all of that's in there. And then the next piece for you would be, and it depends on what you want to do, whether you manage it yourself or not, watch the five hour course on property management key policies and procedures, okay? It it's, goes through all the nuts and bolts that you need in order to do this without getting into trouble in Ontario where you have to be on top of your game. Right. Because right? it, it, can, it can take you months and months to go through the landlord tenant board if something happens. So you yeah, want to- Yeah, I was looking at the- the, the book you did the book you did send and it's it's got a couple of key things that you just it's mindful just i just picked it up to page 46 or whatever and you started reading it and it's like yeah that's a, some good tips in there so um any any changes in a covid that that you know come to the top of your head that you need to be aware of well i mean i've got a whole there's a whole course around covid and, and uh rental properties so you can watch the videos okay. and stuff on that but one, a couple of things is that it's the landlord tenant board is still a mess. I don't care what mm -hmm. they say. It's taking a long time for anybody to get anything done. They keep saying they're hiring more people. It's all like smoke and mirrors as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Everything is, you know, we're doing video hearings. I had a video hearing yesterday and there was no hearing. Nobody, yeah. only myself and my paralegal knew about it. The tenant didn't know about it and their paralegal didn't know about it. And, and there was no, so I mean, like, like if and this is what we have as a government uh, body. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that one of the things you want to consider is that if you're going through this process and you have an issue with a tenant, see if you can work it out with them or, mm -hmm. you know, cash for keys to end the tenancy. Yeah. And because it just takes forever. Like this is it's so uh, it's so uh, ridiculous. So just be careful. And that's okay. COVID related, but that was before as well. It took, you know, at three months. Now it's taking up to a year, right? right? Uh, I mean, this hearing was from something that I brought up in December 2020, um, that I had a hearing like uh, at, um, at the right. beginning of July. 
and then it got adjourned to the beginning of August and then we they didn't nobody showed up except for me and my paralegal anyway so keep that in mind go through the COVID-19 for rental property owners in there that'll cover off a lot of the questions that you have including what clauses you can add to your purchases if you really need to um yeah other than that I mean we have two Q&A calls this month, so make sure that you're on them. Even if you're yeah. just getting started, you can listen to the experienced one or, and hop in and just listen to other people. Yeah. Um, and then come in and ask any questions that you have. It's a perfect opportunity. Um, you know, you have some action items right now to go back and yeah. work on. So start with the talk, talking to the um uh, the banks directly, um, and then uh, see what you can come up with from a financing perspective, what that might look like. And remember what I said, not the next property, but like a portfolio approach. Just right. say something like, I'd like to buy three properties in the future and see what they say, rather than- right. And, that's, and that's directly to the bank that, that you guys yeah. have contacts with. Okay. Yeah. yeah, mobile mortgage specialists. So they work for the bank directly and okay. they and they work with investors. Right. Um, so I can, I'm certainly happy to connect you with them yeah. and, and you can uh, talk to them and, and if it works out great, I, I get no, there's no connection with, for me on any of that stuff. Okay. Uh, I just want to see you get started and, um, and hopefully we'll see you at a live event in September. Yeah. Um, and then last, I have one last question, um, sure. timing of it. I mean, just, you know, we're going into fall and, and everything like that. And, it, um, getting tenants in like it, let's say like just you're 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 projecting to a timeline of getting tenants in in the winter january february like is that something to be concerned about that you should avoid try and avoid if possible or you can find tenants any time of year yeah it, it slows down in december and january because who wants to move in december and yeah january, in february too right it just slows down but you can find tenants any time of year okay. like it's it's um there's people moving and coming in for different reasons at different times right you probably like i i mean i found that the tenants who move at christmas time are a little on the weirder side and you know not often like the greatest but it doesn't necessarily mean that i can't find anybody okay right okay you got to remember, the, we have like rent control in Ontario, and and what the, the byproduct of that is a lack of supply everywhere. There yeah. is a lack of supply across Ontario, and it's not gonna never gonna go away because we have rent control. It's just not gonna happen. So, right. like, I would not worry about being able to place a tenant because okay. there's there's a huge lack of supply everywhere. Like, okay. I don't know of a. Like in the U.S., you can see vacancy rates at 10%. There's nothing even close to that anywhere in Ontario, it seems, right? Probably like in the smaller towns, like real smaller towns, like, you know, uh, I'm sure up north and different places, you'll see vacancy rates that are much higher. But like the places that you're looking at, Peterborough, uh, GTA, Durham Region, uh, Northumberland, you know, Kingston, you know, Waterloo, uh, Kitchener, like Saint, Ka- like all of these places, right? The the bigger centers, secondary centers, I would say, there the vacancy is like yeah. sub two percent, and it's never going to change. There's no way, like unless they unless they make some drastic changes to policy, which I is not really great from a political point of view for mm-hmm. the any premier or government. They. Yeah. I don't think that it's ever going to change on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I don't believe so. 
Um, but that's just my opinion too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, it seems pretty, pretty reasonable just with everything that you read and, and people you talk, other people you talk to in the, in the, you know, whether it's in the housing industry or the mortgage industry or the policy industry, government, whatever. So, okay. Well, like I said, that uh, definitely I have some action items, and, and I appreciate your time definitely. And I'll, I'll jump definitely jump on those, those calls later later this month, and, and hopefully keep you updated as I go. I look forward to it. I'll remember your name for sure. Okay, perfect. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quinton D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.